Hello everyone, you're listening to the Brunton Bugle, the number one place to get your Kainite fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. And I'm Mike Booth. The August fixtures are over and United is still looking for that first win back in League One. An okay performance again in the 1-0 defeat at Port Vale, but still no three points. It's a big week ahead for the Blues as the transfer winner closes and the target man remains elusive. You know what, Mike? It, the, the thing that's blown my mind still from that weekend, uh, from going to uh, the lovely town of Burslem in Stoke, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? What? It's that uh, little grass patch next to someone's house with three goats in it that we saw. Yeah. Literally, in the middle of Burslem Town Centre, we were just driving, just as you're coming in, there's literally just this bit next to someone's ha- house with a fence bit up at the front, and there was three goats in there just roaming around. Yeah, it's a weird place. Very odd place. Uh, unfortunately, it's not a happy hunting ground for United at the moment, and um, again, it wasn't this weekend. A 1-0 defeat against the Valiants. As I said in the intro there, an okay performance once again, but it, there's only so many times you can keep saying okay performance, isn't it, Mike? I think it's fair to say. it's it's you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, we keep saying we're not a million miles off it, but even if we're only one mile off it, we're still off it, you know? Yeah, it, it, we're still nowhere near good enough at the moment. That's the problem. And it's one of these things that we keep saying and no team is, other than maybe Wigan in the first half, have battered us this season. And I think that's, that's factually correct mm. and that's true. But you're seeing the difference in terms of taking chances, aren't you, this, this yeah, season? Yeah, definitely. And what and you have to do. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, it's, I think it's a confidence thing as well, really. Yeah. And dare I say, you know, when we get a win, we might win the next week as well, you know. Yeah. And I think certainly some of our strikers, when they score, they might score the next week as well. It's just just a little bit of a, a rut run at the minute. Yeah, there definitely is maybe a little bit of issue in terms of confidence there. And I think some people have pointed out that this run in terms of scoring goals, it's not just this season. It's the mm. tail end of last season as well. We had an issue with scoring mm. goals. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about transfer targets and stuff like that at the uh, end of the episode. But, um, but yeah, it, it's all a bit, you know, it's it's down to the last minute, I think, isn't it, in terms of getting that elusive uh, target man into the, the club, I think, yeah. for, for the rest of the season. Um, right, well, let's get into it. So this is our uh, review episode, um, and as uh, all episodes this season, is sponsored by the Carl United Sports Club London Branch. Uh, the London Branch is open to all Carl United fans, wherever you are from, whether that's uh, Formby, Mike, you're in Formby, you could join, I could join in Liverpool. Um, you could join yep. if you live in, uh, I don't know, Prague. Uh, you could join if you live in, um, I don't know, Cairo. Uh, go on, name some cities, Mike, because we like doing this. Just random cities across the world. Don't say Timbuktu, because we always say that. <laughs> no, no, not Stoke. They're, they're not allowed to find Stoke. Um, no, seriously, though. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you could, from pretty much Anyone anywhere. and everyone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could join if you live in Kabul as well, if you really wanted. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, you, you can join London Branch where you're from. Um, they, they, they do a lot of great stuff in terms of uh, fundraising for the club, but they also, in terms of uh, away games, you know, if, if you're travelling to them, they, they, they 
do uh, ticket schemes as well to, to get tickets for everybody for that and travel sometimes as well and you know get sort out which pubs to go to and things like that and uh, yeah if you want to join go to their website carlolondonbranch.org and also just grab one of them at one of the away games there's quite a few of them there I think on uh, Saturday I saw a few of them handing out uh, hit the bars or buying selling at the bars I should say sorry and uh, yeah so yeah go on, go on the website and find out about them yep. right let's get into it Mike um, yes Straight into it, Cal United. Sorry, Port Vale won. Cal United nil. Um, it, it's kind of weird because you look at the stats, the best stats. Port Vale probably have edged it a little bit, but we've still had chances. We've had ten possessions, fairly balanced. We've had ten shots, two of them on target. They've had seventeen and five on target, which obviously includes the penalty. You should say um, yeah. corners are pretty balanced. It's. I don't know what, what what is missing at the moment. Just a, as a general comment before we start talk about the chances, what do you think is missing? Just goals. It's that, it's that simple. But yeah. not only that, though, and well, we'll touch on it in a bit. But we haven't kept a clean sheet this season either. No, that's a fair point, and that, that is and be, a combination of the about. two is not very good. No, no. When you think about the fact that you know last season we kept what. Was it twenty clean sheets in the end? Mm. You know, so basically every other game almost was a clean sheet. Well, we're five games in and we still haven't kept one. So mm. that, that that's a concern. And you know, I mean, the fact we, we lost Mark and Feeney in the summer, yeah. But at the end of the day, we, we brought Barkley and we had Whelan still here. I hate to say, but Lavelle's the new addition <laughs> so far since mm. he's been in. We haven't kept a clean sheet, and that's you know maybe it is a bit of a coincidence. But you do wonder sometimes, don't you? Um, mm. Yes, so uh, going into this one, um, team selection from Simo. Um, three changes, wasn't there, I think, in total? Yes. So we'll talk about the two attacking ones first. Uh, so Gibson came out, and McCallum came in for him, and up front, uh, Edmondson came in for Luke Plange. Um, don't think Edmo could complain too much. He's not really had quite the impact, and Plange has done quite well in his two sub appearances lately. Um the Gibson McCallum one, we'll come on to that one once we've talked about the chances and that, I think. But that, that that's one I think that we're both a bit mm, not sure about. Mm. And then in Nets was the big decision, dropping Holy for Anderson. Um, yes. Again, that really is going to be a talking point after we've talked about the opportunities and stuff like that. It's, um, yeah, it was a bit, oof. When I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's a bit... Um, well, there were sure rumours, weren't there, before the team was announced in the pub that we're in? Yeah. And then it was it was confirmed, and we're like, well, oh, well, we, we we heard what the team was going to be, and it was correct the te- the rumored team, other than the goalkeeper. Ho- Holy had been mentioned as the goalkeeper. The the starting the outfield ten that we were told was correct, wasn't it? Mm. But then obviously it turns out that Holy was dropped as well. The rumor was he had a shoulder injury, which doesn't look like it. it looked like someone's just decided it was time to make a change, and mm. you wonder if he was just waiting for one quick opportunity to do that. And I, I'm always a bit funny about that with keepers. I think. You've got to, for me, you've got to stick with your keeper as long as you can. Because, mm. you know, if, if, if your replacement keeper comes in and doesn't hit the ground running and doesn't perform, three games later, you're going to have to chuck that other lad back in. And what's he going to think then? It's like, well, yeah, exactly. he dropped me for nothing last time, he's going to think. and Exactly. And I think, I think with keepers as well, if you're terrified of making a mistake, yeah. you're going to make a mistake. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. Um, right, uh, let's talk about the game then, Mike, and the chances. Um, obviously, in terms of Vale, um, I mean their lineup is you know, pretty pretty strong for them. I think it's fair to say. Um, 
Just looking at obviously James Wilson pretty much playing as a sort of lone striker with Massey and Chislett mm. behind him. I was quite impressed with Chislett actually. Mm. He looks quite a tidy little player. There was a couple of other players in there that looked quite good. Um, but I mean, they look like they could be got out of the back though. There was a few chat times, you know, we 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 got in behind them, and, and you just think, mm, yeah, crazy over there. I think I mean first five ten minutes they were all over us and we couldn't deal with them. But once yeah. we got into the game, I would say. You know, at half time, I think we were the better team overall in the first half. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I'm eating my words, but Plange caused a lot of problems. I think he yeah. he sort of ran into the channel as well. He uh, showed some really good touches. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, we created some decent chances in the first half, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's mad that, I mean, you know, you look at the table and. They're not a team for me. That's they're not going to finish sixth place. No, sixth at the moment. They're not going to finish there. And look, I, I think when we predicted them in the preseason stuff, they hadn't re-signed Wilson at that point, and they looked Mm. a little bit light up front. Now they've got him back. They look like they've got a little bit more there, maybe. So they'll probably keep themselves out of trouble. But they're not for me. They're not going to finish. Look, it was night and day between them and and Wigan for me. Wigan looked like a, a vastly superior team to them. Obviously, Wigan yeah. lost the weekend, but you know they're going to lose a game here and there. So, so yeah, I, I think I agree. With you. I think it's frustrating actually because you look. I think it was a, a, a Jordan Gibson's dad, Andy. He obviously, is a listener to the show. I know that. Um, he made the good point, didn't he? That the you know the, the, the teams we've lost to so far, the three teams, are currently sitting first, second, and sixth in the league. Yeah. And I, I think a couple of them are maybe false positions. I mean, look at Oxford. Oxford, we went into that game and we, we could have nicked that. We could have easily mm. nicked that or nicked a draw. And mm. they're sitting top. Exeter again, they sort of hit us late on. Could have got something there. Port Vale, that's an argument we probably should have got something from that one, maybe. Mm. You know? And even like, I mean, it's a little bit of false position, Port Vale, because Wigan actually would be in sixth place if, if they hadn't had the points deducted. True. So there's a slight thing there. And obviously, the only other team we've played is Fleetwood, who are sitting a point, uh, a point and two places below us. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. And um, obviously, this weekend we play Shrewsbury, who are sitting nicely in mid-table in in eleventh place at the moment. So, slight difference there, isn't there? Um, let's talk about some of the chances then. Um, yeah, first, I think you're right, Mike. First fifteen minutes, they were well on top, and there was a kind of a feeling of like, "Ooh, this isn't looking good here." Um, they did have the ball in the net early on, didn't they? Um, had a chance. Yeah, there was a long range shot was hit. Was saved and having looked back at it, he's offside it, it, by a good couple of yards. There's there's no real yeah. worry about it. But what I would say is Anderson palming out into a dangerous area and the defenders really static again. And it's a, it's a mm. problem, isn't it? Mm, that we've definitely. noticed. Um, we were lucky not to concede a first half penalty, weren't we? I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah, I think the referee was very in favour of us, which seems yeah. rare. But this is one of look, we, we we say enough times we complain when, you know, the refs are, you know, in a, against us or whatever, but I've got to say, he gave some really odd decisions in our favour. Mm. There's one where we, we got a chance on the break and it looked like Moxon had blatantly fouled one of their players and he just said mm. play on. But mm. this one was sort of a ball into the box, chisel it turns sides and he sort of pokes it and Lavelle cleans him out. And for me, I was like, Oh god, he's gonna give a penalty here. But Wilson got to the loose ball, but he, he scooped it wide of goal. And he just points for a goal kick. And we were all like, has he just given that? <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, yeah, that was quite a shock, wasn't it? Um, but 
we did have a few chances first off once we found our feet, didn't we? Once we got into the game yeah. a little bit more, we we really started looking like we could actually cause a threat. Um, you mentioned Plange. He, he did quite well. Actually, he had a, a long-range effort where he, he picked up the ball, got past a couple of players and, and hit a low shot that went just wide of the post. So I think he could have maybe yeah. carried it a little bit further. I, I think uh, I agree, yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a confidence thing again. That's having a bit mm. of knowledge of like, right, I can take it a little bit further and actually get an even better angle for the shot. Mm. Um, he actually headed a, a corner over it uh, as well, you know, so not kind of free kick from the right over the bar as well. We maybe could have done better, and then probably the best chance we had was Callum Guy, wasn't it, with one of his long range specials that Ripley yeah. pulled off a stunning save to, to Palm White, didn't mm. he? I have to say, yeah, I was definitely. I was I was impressed with Ripley for them, and yeah, it's one of the another one of those ones of hindsight. We thought last season we wouldn't have minded him signing before he went to Morecambe, and this mm. summer obviously he left Morecambe. You kind of think if he'd wanted a, a decent, you know, quality backup to challenge. Mm. Holy, then maybe he would have been a good option, but hey ho. Um, yes, so that's uh, the first half. I think a couple more chances, didn't they? But nothing, nothing too major. There was a couple of moments where we looked a bit hairy with some back passes to uh, Anderson. I think Huntington, you want yes. to pick up on that later on, but we'll talk about when we talk about the defense. But yeah, uh, into the second half, barely a few minutes in, and Simo was raging about this after the game, and I can kind of understand why. So, uh, throw in sort of, I would say it's about in line with the penalty spot on the left, probably. Yeah, roughly. So, Mellish is looking down the line. There's not really any options. Anderson must have offered himself to the ball. Surely, you'd think. Because Mellish wouldn't throw it if he hadn't offered himself for the ball. Mellish throws it in. And he throws it with quite a lot of power because he has to. Because otherwise, you know, strikers are going to get into it. And actually, when you look back at it, right, the attackers aren't that close to Anderson when the ball comes to him. I don't think that. Anyway, what's your thoughts when you've looked back at it? I think, regardless, he shouldn't have thrown it like that. But the throw had happened, and he should have just been able to get rid of it. There's, a, there's an element of, yeah, maybe Melly shouldn't have thrown it like that. But I don't think it's quite as dangerous as some have made out. I think, I think maybe because he's had to throw it so hard and it's bounced up a bit, yeah. But Anderson's so casual with his touch. He's chesting it. But bear in mind, he's a left-footed player as well. Why is he chesting mm. it like that? When mm. the only place it's going to go is towards his right foot. And the ball comes loose and a striker's coming in. The striker's still quite a bit off, to be fair. He's not, like, right up against him when he takes that touch. And he's so slow to react to the... Realise that the ball's going loose. But then on top of that, you've got Lavelle and Huntington who are both ball-watching. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm loathe to blame them too much, but I think they probably should be a bit sharper there as well. And, yeah, I'm less inclined yeah. to blame them, to be honest, because I think they're just expecting to get rid of it. Yeah. If he takes a good, strong touch of his chest there, he just hoofs it off the pitch. Mm. But he doesn't. He's too cut of it. That's the problem. Yeah. The lads nips in, he br- and he brings him down. It's a blatant penalty. You know, you, there's no arguments about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Looking not, not to get a card, to be honest, as well. Yeah, I thought he might have got a book in for it, but yeah. going away from goal, I guess, maybe, is the argument. And there's... Uh, he wouldn't get sent off because of the double jeopardy rule, would he? And he was clearly trying to get to the ball. It wasn't like he hauled the lad down. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Wilson steps up, sends Anderson the wrong way and puts it into the bottom corner. 1-0. And <sighs> what was your feeling when that went in? Did you have a feeling we could get back into it? Because I'll be honest with you, that for this season with me, I was kind of like, mm, that's probably well, it, that. We were on top until then. Um, mm. So I, I hadn't really lost faith, but... Yeah, I knew it was it was certainly going to be a struggle. 
yeah, it, it's, it, it just, it, there was kind of a feeling of like, oh, here we go. Um, that said, we did have chances. Uh, Moxon had a long range effort that was uh, well saved by the, the keeper. Um, the best chance of the lot has got to be the um, the Maguire header. Yeah. Um, which I think came from an armour cross. I'd, I'd have to go mm. back and check that again. But in fact, it might have even been a, was it a free kick for Moxon. I can't remember. Anyway, ball comes in from the from the left wing and uh, mm. it just he just gets a glance on it. He doesn't get a proper connection, does he? No. All it needs a proper connection. And it, I it, think it's if he got something on it, really, yeah. you know, it's a goal. Um, yeah, it's, that was disappointing. But there's one as well, which yeah. I wouldn't have down as a chance per se, but it was when Maguire sort of cut, cut inside and he maybe had an opportunity to yes, shoot, but right, he squared it to Moxon. And Moxon got blocked. Yeah, it was one of them. Basically, it was like a 50-50 between Moxon and their defender. If Moxon had won the 50-50, it would have been a goal, I think. Possibly, and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the defender just got there ahead of him. But I, I think Maguire's got to take that on his left foot when he gets into that position for I, me. I think it's, it's a confidence it. thing. Uh, yeah, I really do. And I think a few players, they didn't want to be the one to have take missed a chance. Uh, come the end of the game um, Moxon on the other hand seemed to really be wanting to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and yeah. really wanting to make something happen and do things but a few people were just a little bit shy of confidence to do that yeah you, you, you do want to see that from them and then it's kind of frustrating because the last 10 minutes or so we just including the extra time we just didn't really threaten enough did we there no. was the key, their keeper didn't really have enough to do unfortunately and the game no, kind of petered out a bit. It, well, it, he didn't have a lot to do per se in, no. r- in terms of us having shots on goal, but we were getting the ball into good areas and we were putting it into the box and there mm-hmm. just wasn't anyone there. No. I mean, the, the prime example is that Gibson chance, uh, cross, wasn't there? Yeah. That was a beautiful cross. I mean, he, you know, look, we're pretty much wrapped up talking about the actual chance and stuff there, but I can say now couple of people around us, and I probably agree with them, would say he was our man of the match. <laughs> and he was yeah. only on for 20 minutes. Yeah. He, he, he looked like the play. He was going to create stuff. He looked like... And I do wonder if that might be one for Simmons to go, okay, he's starting next week, and mm. he's going to have to keep starting I mean, for, for a bit. I've seen someone say as well that he took a bit of a blow to the leg um, last um, and it might just be a case of letting the swelling go down a little bit or something. If I hope case, it's that, because... Yeah, because if if he was dropped for tactical reasons, that's concerning, to be honest. Yeah, it'd be a bit surprised if that was the case, because yeah, it, it just wouldn't really make sense to me. To be fair, I think he, I think he's better than that. But um, anyway, um, yes. Uh, well, let's talk about the. Let's run to the talking points about the game generally now. Let, let's talk about the the team selection decisions. I think we kind of. We're both in agreement. We didn't really have an issue with the Edmondson plunge one. Edmondson's not really making the impact from him and plunge. Mm. I gotta say, actually, I think he looks better with each game I see him. I, yeah. I'm not convinced he's going to score that many goals. He might, he might chip a few in once he gets to one. He might get a bit of confidence, but you can see there's a a decent-ish player there. I think he's still finding his feet a little bit in this team. But I mean, you can't knock his work rate. And actually, he holds the ball pretty well actually he holds on to it and uses it quite well he's just not yeah. getting into goal scoring areas at the moment that's the problem and no I mean the thing the thing for me was he was running into the channels quite well and I think yeah. whoever had been marking him was probably quite knackered when he came off yeah 
I couldn't help but think if we had a Patrick to come on for him to do that same thing against a tied defence. Yeah, I think we might talk about this in the transfer in a bit about mm. the fact that there's a couple of that left in the summer. In fact, maybe even three left in the summer. You think oh, if we could have kept all of them, maybe. But hey, hey um, well, let, let's talk about the the, the Gibson one because I think the, the, the final one, the goalkeeper one, is going to be the one that we're going to probably talk about the most. I think probably. Uh, yeah, Gibson dropped out. So you mentioned there he might have had a knock something. I think he's been our best player this season. And for me at the moment, yeah. he's probably the first name on the team sheet. I, mm. Probably after Moxon, most people would say, I, I, I don't think Moxon's been as good this season. I still think he's been good, but I don't think he's been quite the same level. And maybe that's just the step up and he's t- finding his feet a little bit more. But for me, Gibson's looked like he's very comfortable at this level and, and you know, a, a player we should probably be looking to keep a bit more long-term, actually. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, mm. There's no two ways about that. I mean... For me, McCalman. I mean, these games. I've sort of had minor gripes of players last season. That well, we went up, so I wasn't that bothered. But now these minor gripes, we're not in a good position, and they're kind of bothering me a bit. And for me, like McCalman, he scored some go, you know, some good finishes, and he'll press opposition teams really, really well. But he just doesn't make things happen the way that Gibson does. Yeah. You know, he doesn't. When when he's sort of receiving the ball side on and he's on the half turn, he'll take it backwards and sort of. I think he's often looking to just play an easy pass to Moxon, who will then make something happen. Whereas Gibson is wanting to turn forward and make something happen himself. Do you think that midfield three of Moxon, Guy, and McCalman's just a bit too functional, a bit too solid, and they they're all. You know, fairly good at the jobs, but I mean, Guy excels at screening and you know winning the ball back and covering yeah. positions. Moxon, we know, can do a bit of that and can win the ball back, but he's also got the ability to pick that pass and, and get forward. Mox, McCalman's solid at those things, but he's not spectacular at those things. You know, he's probably capable of chipping in with goals. You know, coming in late into the box, but mm. he's not really doing that at the moment. If he's not doing that, he's kind of like he's all right at the other things, but not not awful, but just not mm. quite taking it to the next level at the moment. No, and, you know, I'd maybe sort of start Gibson and mm. if we're a couple of goals up and you need someone to harry the opposition to preserve that lead, bring McCalman on, you know. Mate, um, mate, we need to get one goal first. <laughs> we're probably well, a couple yeah. of goals up. It's yeah. going to take a while before we get to that point, I think, uh, at the moment. Um, yeah. no, but, but as well, but as well look, yeah. Gibson has a knack of winning the ball, you know, yeah. uh, quite high up the pitch as well. He's got that little knack. So, um you know, it's not like Gibson doesn't do the defensive side no. of things because he does. He can get frustrated at times, and we, we saw it with that game against was it was it Mansfield last season, mm-hmm. where it, there's a, there was a little bit of a petulant streak in there. But I think he grew out of that. He was getting some silly yellows early in the last. Was it like I'm pretty sure it was last season, wasn't it? it wasn't the season before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was last season. He got some some petulant yellows early on, but he sort of grew out of that and he, he matured a little bit more. And he, he became a much better player as a result. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't really too much in that sense but yeah I, I agree with you. I think he should be starting but, but I, th- I, th- I think as well you know Gibson has had some critics and I actually I, I almost I kind of understand his critics in a way because mm. he if he the things he wants to do if they came off 10 times out of 10 he would be nowhere near Carl no. United you no. know and some games the things he tries to do might only come off 5 times out of 10 but them five times might create us really we, good goal-scoring opportunities. And we need someone doing that at the moment. We, yeah. we can't afford players who are taking safe options and being, you know, be, being the, 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 you know, solid player, but not really mm. 
contribute in terms of getting us goals and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think we're, we're kind of in agreement. And to be fair, I think most fans are in agreement though, that he's been our best player and he, and he mm. probably should be starting games. So, so uh, and as, as well, for me, when you start in Gibson, if you start with a 3-5-2, you can change formation without having to sub anyone off. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's the key point there, isn't it? That 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 was the kind of thing I thought when we were struggling a bit early on. We maybe could have been able done with being able to go, I and mean, we we got into the game, you know, but we were still level pegging with Port Vale at best, not really on top. Um, but yeah, I I kind of feel like if Gibson had been on there, we could have gone right. Let's go for the um, four three three. Let's stick Gibson wide left, Maguire right, plunge down the middle, put Mellish in midfield, and we could have probably got. a better grip on the game mm. as it was you, you can't really do that McCallman he's not going to play that wing role really so no. you're kind of stuck with what you have unless you unless you push Mellish up to that wing position but, I, I, yeah. and again you know we, we were talking about goal scoring opportunities and this wasn't a goal scoring opportunity because it didn't come to fruition but he kind of broke through one on one didn't he yes and, yes I and, remember that one and the defender was behind him and was able to kind of get round him and win the ball off him but he just took too long yeah, just stay between the man and the ball. And if he clips your heels, it's a penalty. Yeah, decision-making there. That was the problem, wasn't it? He's, he's needed to be a bit more decisive in terms of deciding, right, I'm going to I'm gonna have a go or I'm going to pass it here. He just didn't really do either. That was the problem. So, I start, look, I think we both sort of agree there's still a good player there. Just at the moment, he's just not really working. And maybe we just need to... He maybe just needs a spell where he's on the bench and, you know, he has to wait for his chance. Um, yeah. There you go. Uh, well, let's talk about the, the big one then, the one that I think's divided a lot of fans, to be fair. There's been some yeah. ter- terrific uh, playground arguments on Twitter about this <laughs> in the last couple of days and people calling each other all sorts and you know throwing the toys out the pam on either side. But we'll try and keep it a little bit more civil and between ourselves because we've kind of, I think we're both in agreement on this one. Holy drop for Anderson. I'm not convinced if this was the right decision. What do you think? No, I mean, I think maybe a time could come where that would be the mm. right decision, but I don't think this was the time. Um, a bit early in the season for me, especially when yeah. the problem, I don't think the problem's been goalkeeping. That, that, that's what worries me, that Simmer's taken the decision and kind of like, yeah. did you need to do that, you know? but hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Anderson himself, I mean, for me, there was quite a few corners that dropped in our six-yard box, and I was saying to you, Holly would have caught that. Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I feel like they, they felt. Um, um, I can't remember what the, the word is, but they, um, they felt confident that they could, that they could throw corners into the box like that. Yeah, because exactly. I feel like if they knew Holly was starting, they'd go. Right, we probably have to rethink what we do here. Maybe, or maybe they test it early on and realize oh, we're not mm. going to get much out of this really. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. he made he made some good saves, you know. Uh, not knocking that. Um, yeah, yeah. For me, could have done a lot better with the goal. Um, but yeah, it just seemed an odd decision, really. And if you know, two or three games from now, it's not working out, we have to bring Holy in. Well, Holy's down on confidence, so yeah, yeah it just seems a bit weird to me. Yeah, it, it was like yeah, um, I tend to agree. Yeah, I, for me. He's explained it, said, look, I, I watched Anderson in training and I've been quite impressed with what he's done. Like he said, he wasn't didn't look particularly confident on corners. He didn't really come for any of them. And it's mad that some of our fans have a go at Holy for not coming for corners. But I'll tell you what, Anderson wasn't doing much. <laughs> he, mm. he certainly wasn't coming for them. He's kicking. I mean, he struggled to make the halfway line on some of them. And he's a big lad. Yeah. So I was kind of like... Uh, not... 
Yeah, you know, you touched before that he's uh, he's left-footed, but I think his right foot is not as good as Holy's left foot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Holy, on his left foot, can comfortably get it to the halfway line on those mm. kicks. I know there was that one against uh, Exeter the week where the player nearly loved him because he scuffed it along, but I mean, that was just a, a, a difficult one. With most you know comfortable ones onto his left foot, he just gets rid, doesn't he? And that, that's yeah. a big difference And. Yeah, he maybe isn't the most mobile holy, and maybe Anderson's a bit better in terms of that. He did make one good 1-1 one, one save, we should say, in the second half when the lad was clean through on goal. But I, I, he did not fill me with confidence, if I'm brutally honest. And I, I'm mm. kind of feeling like he needs to get a good performance against Shrewsbury because if he has a couple more tough performances, people then start to say to Simo, well, why the hell did you drop holy for him? Yeah, Cause he's Because... It's a risky business to do when you're basically, you're doing okay in terms of not conceding goals. You'd, you'd, you'd all right with that to then drop him for a lad who's coming on loan, who, you know, a lot of Reading fans want him as their number one. So you do wonder if Reading have basically said you need to be playing him in games as much as you can. Yeah, well, I think he won't have left Reading's bench to come and sit on our bench. No, but he has to accept as well that he, he, he probably will be on the bench for, for long periods. So, mm. yeah, it, it's kind of... You've got to be a bit. I don't know. I'm just. I just wasn't. He didn't fill me with confidence from quite early on in the game. If I'm honest, there mm. was one point where he got a, a rollicking from Huntington when it wasn't his fault, and yeah. that was probably Huntington playing the ball to his right foot because he was probably used to Holy, and that's why Huntington maybe there's a couple of times actually Huntington did, did that in the game, and I wasn't particularly impressed with that. But you mm. know, it's you know he's still a great player, Huntington. But there's just a couple of times you're like, okay, you sometimes have to take a bit of the the blame as well sometimes when things go wrong um yeah i i'm not convinced it was a great decision no. just being brutally honest here and look i know we're fully paid up members of the thomas Shirley fan club whatever but <laughs> I, I i i do think it was look if it had been a couple more games where this had been a struggle i maybe would have said yeah fair enough you know worth giving a try something else but after the exit of the game the, the first thing i didn't think was oh my another keeper would have done better with those chances no, exactly. No, I didn't think that at all. And and like I said, that th- they they seemed a lot more confident on set pieces, Portville, than most teams are against us. You know, and they weren't the biggest team in the world either. So mm. you know, if they felt well, this is giving us a bit of an advantage. There's a worry there, but yeah. So I mean, look, look, good luck to the lad. I'm sure he'll get a run of three or four games at least now to show what he can do. But he's got to turn up in those games because always holy will be knocking on the door saying, "Excuse me, can I come back in?" Yep. Because there's been talk, hasn't there, that, that, that Simo wasn't overly impressed with Holy at times last season anyway, mm. even though he kept the 20 clean sheets. So, yeah, in, interesting but, to see how he does. But my goes. concern is how is Holy going to fit on the bench at Brunton Park? <laughs> I know you were saying this, because they're small mm. benches at Brunton Park, aren't they? Yeah. So he's going to have to uh, crouch down, I think, probably. and uh, Or just sit on the floor next to the dugout. Yeah, he literally is going to have to sit on the floor. He's not going to be able to sit on the thing. He'd have to do yoga poses and stuff from the floor, <laughs> won't he? And there you go. Um, right, uh, other talking points. You wanted to talk about the back three, Mike, didn't you? Yes. Uh, for me, it hasn't been working. The Lavelle yeah. and Huntington, I think they're both lacking pace. I think you need to play one of them in the middle, but not both at the same time. I think yeah. for me, I, you touched on it then, Huntington has done it a few times this season where he's done something wrong and he has a go at other people to kind of deflect mm. a little bit. And I think... For me, I'd maybe play Lavelle in the middle and I'd play Barkley on the right of the three because yeah. Barkley can play it out a lot better and yeah. he, he can sort of pick out Moxon or or pick out Gibson quite yeah. well. Um, 
yeah, that's that's what I'd look to even do. If it's, even if it's just a little rest for Huntington, maybe a couple, few games mm. out of the team just to get him to recharge his batteries a little bit. I know it sounds mad early on in the season, but look, he, he, he's, you know, I'm sure he won't appreciate us, us saying this, but, you know, he's not a young gun anymore, is he, at the end of the day? Mm. And, you know, you, you've got you've got to manage players like that sometimes. And look, defence isn't a, ma- a massive issue at the moment, but there, I, I agree with you. I, my slight concern is that, like I said, I want someone in there who's going to play the ball out a bit better. Because mm. Mellish is up the field, isn't he? You know, at the end of the day, he's not so much playing the ball out as much as the other two. But I, for me, Barkley is the better player. And then you know, we've gone all out to get Barkley off from um, Stockport. And for me, mm. he looks a better player than Lavelle. But, but hey-ho. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. With you. I, I, I'd, I'd probably change it up in there. I, I think I'm different to you. I think I'd probably drop Lavelle to the bench at the moment, maybe. But... But hey, it's you know, courses for courses, really, isn't it? I, I suppose. Um, right. Uh, what else we got? Um, so subs. I thought the three initial subs that Simo did actually had a really good impact. Obviously, Gibson came out at the time. Edmonton did quite well. He won a few flick-ons and stuff. You know, he looked lively. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, young Terry who came on? Terry Ablade? Ablade? Yeah. Ablade? <laughs> yeah, We're not well- still showing this, are we? Is it Terry? Yeah. Te- Tezza, we're just going to well, call, call him Terry. Yeah. Yeah, Terry. Um, <laughs> well, he, uh, he he basically just closed someone down within 10 seconds of coming on the pitch and had a new, very sexually aggressive chant. Yeah. From that, the crowd. All, all I'm going to say is to the young lads in that chant, yeah, look, maybe, <laughs> maybe something else you could chant about him, possibly, because it, it is, yeah, it's not the most tasteful chant. But, I mean, it shows that he got the fans on side straight away, at the very least, though, doesn't it? Because. I I thought he looked quite lively, you know, for all the, the worry this week of like, oh, he's only played those 12 games, he hasn't scored something. For a little lad, he's got a bit of pace about him, he, he used the ball well, and actually, he won the, he won his aerial chance about three or four times against bigger players, didn't he? So he can time his heading True. quite well. yeah, yeah. What, what's your initial thoughts on him? I mean, it's, it's hard to judge, isn't it, in that when you come on for that short period of time. But It is, yeah. But he, clearly, he clearly wanted to make an impact, you know. Yeah. I mean... We've seen so many loanies in the past who just haven't been bothered. Um, yeah, it's too, it's too early to tell for me. But um, with regards to sort of them other subs that you mentioned, you know, I, I said before about Plan just running the channels quite well and mm. we brought Edmondson on and we were kind of aiming it more direct for Edmondson yeah. when their defence were knackered. When I, I know he's been told not to run into the channels and stuff, but if he'd been running the channels, I think it might have been a little bit more effective. Yeah, we had Mark Terry doing a bit more of that, didn't we, really, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Gibson was on the right, and he he was just using the ball so well. And you could see you could see they were panicking when he got on the ball. Mm-hmm. They started to worry. Um, and obviously those three subs, they came on the... I'm just going to check in this because we've got the stats up here. So those three 68th subs... 68th minute. 68th minute. Um, and then Simo... At that point, we were really starting to get in a game of that 10 or 15 minute period. Mm-hmm. And then Simo brought on Charters and Butterworth for... Ga- they could... They, sorry, I should say those subs came on for Plange, Maguire and McCormick, right? And then on the 84th minute, Butterworth and Charters come on for Guy and Mellish. I think these subs killed our momentum a bit, you know? Yeah, I, 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 uh, Look, maybe the energy levels were a bit low on those two players and that's why someone wants to replace them. But for me, I, I don't think... Look, Charters for me so far, he's got all the nice touches that we, we know he has. But he's getting caught on the ball a couple of times in these games. And he's probably going to have to realise pretty quickly that you don't get that time on the ball in League One that you maybe did in League Two sometimes. 
And it, it, yeah. it's, it's tough when you come on into a game in the 84th minute and you're not up to speed and everyone else is. I, I accept that. But you're going to have to learn a bit quicker. And Butterworth, I, I just don't know what Butterworth is yet. I really can't work it out at the moment. I mean, for me, the issue with them subs was that we were kind of piling the pressure on Port Vale and Guy was back. So, like, Port Vale would clear it and yeah. Guy would just hoover it up and would go again. Yeah. And, and Melish was Guy running off. around like a nutter, wasn't he? And just yeah. winning the ball and stuff and causing Exactly. Problems. But then you take Guy off and it's Moxon who kind of has to do that. But you'd rather Moxon yeah. was a little bit further forward. Yeah. And Charters is much more, uh, you know get on the ball, play little nice little passes and thread the ball through it and than mm. that and, and Butterworth is very much a get the ball to his feet and he'll run at players and mm. and to be fair, like as a result, we I just think we lost control of the midfield a bit. If I if I'm honest, I think I'd probably rather would have seen Barkley come on and play in midfield. And just if if he needed if he if fresh legs is what he wanted, rather than Butterworth, you already had I don't throw in, I don't know if throwing an extra attacker on was going to make that much of a difference. I feel like mm. you bring on if you brought on Charters from Mellish, okay, but then you brought on Barkley for, for Guy and just said to Barkley, yeah. you just win the ball back in that midfield and give it to the mm. others. I probably would have preferred that. And I'm sure Barkley's played in midfield before for some of his previous clubs. So, mm. But, you know, it's, it's all hindsight, isn't it? And like I said, I, I just felt it killed the momentum a little bit. And I was just a bit disappointed how that affected the rest of the game. And yeah, we, we, we never really threatened too much after that 84th minute I don't think I'm trying to think of a, a decent chance we had but just just didn't feel like it did it um, no and I think we said the problem is that we're not really being brave enough in the key areas at the moment. I think we touched on it earlier didn't we Mike that when you get into those good areas they've just got to be prepared to take a shot sometimes rather than yeah, I think looking for the players pass. are wanting to pass it so that they're yeah. not the one responsible for missing the chance I think no absolutely and then another thing I said put down here set pieces um not really the, the same impact as last season, though, are they? And, you know, we can talk about you know, Barkley not being there, but, I mean, sorry, not Barkley, uh, Feeney not being there, but then when Barkley was in there, we had a threat there as well. He looked like he was a threat on set pieces and stuff. And True. At, 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 at the moment, I just don't... It, it's not quite the same. And it's, it's, no. it's li- I, I do wonder if you're missing a little bit of Dennis pressing the keeper and things like that as well, possibly. I, I think know. there's a bit of that, yeah. But, I, I, well, I, th- I think, to be honest, it's a bit of deja vu because we had it We had it a few years ago mm. where Callum Guy was our corner taker and he got loads of assists and we scored quite a lot of goals off corners. But we had Aaron Hayden in the box causing problems and Sanzala as well would be yeah. on the causing problems as well. We lost Hayden, we lost Sanzala and our corners were not as good yeah. since. And Guy we had the same corner taker. <laughs> But yeah. well, exactly, yeah. But you know, it's the people in the box I think that are the uh, the sort of snaggling point. Yeah, again, is Lave- is Lavelle making the same impact as as like a Feeney or a Barkley would in that, or even a mm. Whelan? Whelan's really good on, on, in terms of attacking set pieces, causing problems. Yeah, know? he was always really good at that. So, see, obviously, Whelan didn't feature on the subs bench the weekend. Another player didn't feature on the subs bench. Mike, nice little segue for us there, Joe Garner. Yeah, no Joe Garner on there. This was a real talking point for some people after the game. It's certainly on Radio Cumbria when we were driving back. There was a few people who were quite vocal in their anger about this. I have to admit, I was surprised by it. I, I, look, he's got a lot to pick from, isn't he? Now that's the thing. We've, we've having a bigger mm. squad this season, which we have to obviously counter the fact that last season we had so many injuries. It can end up spreading quite thin, can't it? The problem is you have to leave people out. Mm. Again, it's not with similar. I'm not convinced leaving him out was the best decision. 
I feel no. like he could have made an impact in a game like that late on, maybe. I th- yeah, I think if he was on the bench, you would absolutely want to bring him on. I think, you know, we, we touched before, I think, you know, Plange and Maguire both ran about a bit, and hmm. maybe Garner is too old to be doing that now. But at the end of the game, when we're getting decent balls into the box and there's no one getting on them, that's where you need a Joe Garner, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, I absolutely agree with you there. It's... it's 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 a tough one. I'm just I'm trying to basically work out here if um if Simo even mentioned about that because I'm not sure he, he didn't mention it on Radio Cumber because I don't think he asked did he by James. But um, but yeah, he, he talked about Thomas. But um, but yeah, it doesn't. We, we didn't like really know because we were listening to it in the car. But my sat nav kept like interjecting over yes. the Radio Cumber interview, so well, we didn't really. Well, Johnny know. was getting very angry about that. And that, yeah. that, that, that is another nice segue because uh, we've only got one six-second review this week and that's from Johnny Atwood. He's uh, sent us one in, so let's hear what Johnny had to say. He was in the, sat next to us at the game, obviously in the car with us on the way back, so he will, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he says. So, yeah, another frustrating afternoon, wasn't it? First 15, it was just all Port Vale. I feared for us a bit then. They looked really good, but then we settled down and we came into the game a bit. Plans has had that long-range effort that wasn't far off, and then he's had the header, which I think he should be doing better with. It really needs to be on target at the very least. But I think with him, he's not going to score us loads of goals, but I think there's a player in there, and I think if we stick with him, he could be useful for us this season. Guy's had the 25 yards effort, hasn't he? Which was a good save by the keeper, to be fair. Their goal, I mean... Yeah, Mellis shouldn't be giving it back, but the keeper's got to do better there, hasn't he? There's no real excuse for that. He's got to take responsibility for that. Um, And, yeah, I think Simpson would admit that as well, if he was honest. In the game, I thought we were just lacking goal threats. The same story as the rest of the season, isn't it? We've been competitive for much of that game, same as much of the season. We just don't look like scoring goals at the moment. Gibson... I think we need to bring him back in, obviously. Uh, I imagine he's going to start against Shrewsbury. He looked good when he came on, but you know we could have done with him for 90 minutes. It's just another game down that we should have been getting points out of, isn't it? Like this and Exeter are two games that we could have, we should have been looking at and thinking, right, we really need to pick up points, and we've picked up no points from them. Shrewsbury, again, it's a big chance to get our season going, isn't it, at home? I hope we get a decent crowd in, back the lads, and then, yeah, hopefully get that first three points of the season. Pretty fair assessment there from Johnny. I think I think yeah. his point about saying, if Simmer was honest, he would probably say, but Anderson, I, I get why he's defended Anderson on the radio, partly because he's taken the decision to put him in there, so you feel like he has to, but there's no point in going there and crucifying him on his first appearance. I, th- I think as well, he knows that John can handle it. That hundred percent. You're absolutely right there. He's done it because he knows that he'll he'll tear into John in public. He'd probably have a bit of going in private, but I wouldn't even be surprised if he said to him, "Look, I appreciate it's not entirely your fault, but I've got to back this lad and give him a chance." You know, so yeah. yeah. And and you know, John John is not going to be dropped next week. He's not. He's too important no. to the team. So he he will be playing. I'm pretty sure of that. But um, but yeah. Overall assessment, Mike, on that one. Just uh, just a frustrating afternoon, really. Yeah, uh, and we need to just... I mean, last season, how many frustrating nil-nils did we get? Yeah. I would I, w- I would love it if this was a frustrating nil-nil. You know, and yeah. it, it's sadly not. It's a frustra- another d- frustrating defeat. Yeah, like I think like we said as well, Port Vale, we don't expect them to be out there. I think they'll probably be away from safety. I think they've got enough to keep themselves away from trouble. 
but I think they just they've just hit a, a nice patch of form at the start of the season. And I think they'll, pr- I think because they haven't really got that bigger squad as well, they probably will drop off a little bit at some point. Um, general thoughts on your day out at Port Vale? Is that your first time you've been? Or have you been before? No, I've been before, but do, do you know what? I can't even remember the last time I went. It's such a forgettable away day for me. Yeah, but obviously we've been we got moves from uh, one stand to the the one behind the other goal. I thought the view's slightly better behind that goal, albeit with a big view obstructing post in our way for a lot of the view. But generally, it was all right. And there was a nice little hidden bit where there was the, the food was down. You have to go behind the the main sh- burger shack thing right outside the way end entrance and down a little hill. And there was actually a little hidden bit where there was a lot quieter, wasn't it? It was nice. I have, I have to say though, I don't think it was very uh, mobility issues friendly. No, because like, that was steps all the way down there, wasn't it? Yeah, was a, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, obviously. Uh, people in wheelchairs have their own little stand, but there was like a couple of old fellas with walking sticks and stuff who yeah. I could see really didn't fancy them steps. There was no kind of flat ground in that yeah. understand either. It was very weird. It, it's very much, outside of it at the least, it very much feels like an old like 1950s, 60s ground, doesn't it? Because it's very, you go up a lot of steps, it's raised up in the ground and it, around it, the the topography, whatever the, the 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 way that the, the ground is around the ground, it, it kind of it's hidden, isn't it? You don't really see mm. it until you get quite close. But um, nice little pub in the town, though. The uh, the Bull's Head had a couple of nice mm. pints there, but a bit of a pain to get out afterwards, there wasn't it? Really, with the um, with the old uh, traffic situation. But hey, yeah, we, it's the same everywhere, really. Yeah, it is. To be fair, that's what it is. Um, right. Well, before we wrap up, Mike, uh, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, the transfer window is closing this week. Mm. On um, is it Thursday? Is it Thursday? What day would it be? Friday. Thursday night. Friday Thursday, morning. Thursday. Yes, Thursday night. Friday morning. I think we think it's eleven o'clock on Thursday. I haven't actually checked the time. The time doesn't really matter that much. We know it's Thursday anyway. Um. So in terms of um, what you expect in terms of incomings and possibly outgoings as well. What, what do you think might happen? Um. Yeah. Well. For me, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Cora Whelan leaving some yeah. way, shape, or form if he's not even really making the bench. Uh, Jaden Harris as well, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Half season loan, you think, maybe somewhere? Maybe, yeah. Um, just, just so we can potentially bring him back if we really need to. Uh, yeah. In um, Do you think Joe Garner, maybe? Perhaps, yeah. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Um because we, we we need you know we need a target man. That's what we yeah. need. Um, a, a name today that was doing the rounds was Mumbongo, which uh, doesn't fill people. I mean, there'll, there'll be some writing going on if he is the one. Because uh, let's let's be let's be brutally honest here. He's poor. He's a poor mm. footballer. Mm. He play. He came on in the second half of that Tranmere game, didn't he? Um, yeah. The the one with the, the big crowd and. He was absolute rubbish for them, yeah. and I obviously I live in Liverpool and I work with quite a few Tranmere fans, and I always remember like there's a fellow in our work who constantly was berating him every single. I, when I, I, every Monday I'd come in and walk past his desk, go, "Oh, how do you get on this weekend?" Obviously, I'd had an idea how to get on, but just how was the performance? And mm. he'd, he'd he'd ramble on for a bit, and he'd always say that on Bongo, just absolute dross, <laughs> terrible, terrible footballer. And now I'm going to have to go in on Tuesday and say, you never guess who we've been linked to. And he's going to go, no way. And I think, yes, way. So hopefully it's just agent talk. And, you know, yeah. the worry is that big old Pete O'Rourke, isn't it, on um, on Twitter, who's usually 
bang on the money these things yeah, he's the one who's saying it and you're like oh dear but it's us and Cheltenham so all the best Cheltenham if you want to sign him up and <laughs> he'll probably sign for them and go and score 15 goals now or something like that it would be so yeah. slow that but, but you know yeah. transfers this late in the window they don't always have to be like terrible last minute sometimes you know, a club could finally get the player that they've pursue, been pursuing all window and then someone has dropped down the pecking order that they're willing to get rid of, you know, who originally wouldn't have been available to us. Um, but yeah, I think we, we've we tried sort of plan A and plan B and plan C, well, <laughs> C suppose, with this target man thing. I suppose the positive is that we are pro- probably only looking for one, unless we can ship another player out, we're probably only looking for one player coming in, aren't we, realistically? Yeah. Which is a target man. Maybe a winger. I wouldn't mind a winger as well, actually, if we're going to actually maybe potentially play 4 3 a bit more often. Because I, I don't think Butterworth's a winger. Like I said, I don't even know, know what Butterworth is. I don't really want Maguire playing and Planish playing out there regularly. We've only really got Gibson who can play as a winger, haven't we? So it's mm. kind of like maybe somebody can play on the left, even if the right foot and you're cutting in, like, sadly, as we say, in Amari Patrick. The irony is that if he'd stayed, he probably would have played a bit more. But I think, mm. I, I don't think his move was all about. Wanted to play for free fee. I think there was an element of wanting to move back down south, having been up north True. for so long as well. So you've got to you've got to accept that too. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of rumours of you know who we're after. You know, there's rumours that we're potentially looking, you know, even to the Scottish leagues or maybe even the Irish leagues. And there's one name that that me and Dan had a little bit of guesswork out. There might be someone mm. who could be interesting. There's a fella called Jonathan Afolabi from Bohemians. Now, the last striker we signed from Bohemians was uh, Paddy Madden, who went on to have a was. pretty decent career in England. Um, Trevor Malloy, less so, uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, he he's he would be an interesting addition because if you look at his his record, he he started out at Southampton. He's from Dublin originally. Um, he's um, he, his background is that he started he started out with some of the clubs over in Ireland, but he went to Southampton for three years. Then he went three years at Celtic. Didn't play a first team game for them, but had a couple of loan spells at Dunfermline or Friedland. Four loan spells, sorry. One at Dunfermline and Athletic, one at Dundee, one at Air United and one at Adrianians. Didn't score too many goals at those clubs when you look at his record. But he's mm. gone to Bohemians and he scored 11 and 29 for them since uh, t- 2022. And if you watch his YouTube clips, he's a big, strong lad. He holds the ball up well, good left foot on him, finishes it well. I think he'd be a great addition. And that's the, the, the kinds of players from the Irish League, you can sometimes get them on decent deals because they usually... There's the sell on for or the release clause is not that big for them, mm. so I do wonder. I'm just looking now. Yeah, tw- twenty six goals, twenty six appearances uh, in 2023 season for them, eleven goals and four assists. You know, and he's been in the start eleven for I think yeah seventy nine percent of their games. Um, this is on transfer market I'm looking at here. So yeah, it's one of those ones you're looking to think. Oh, yeah, it could be could be a really really interesting addition if we could potentially get him in. Yeah, I mean, Cheltenham last season uh, signed a lad called Aidan Keener from the Irish League, and he basically yeah. single-handedly kept them up. Uh, yeah. And he only had a 50 scores in them. And Cheltenham now are almost the opposite of us, I think, in that they've got yeah. Keener up front, who's a good striker, and the rest of the team, maybe not so much. Uh, yeah. And this, I should say this lad's also been linked with a move to Gillingham, I think, as well. Um, mm. So they, they seem quite keen, and I think they're very keen to get a, another striker in. Um, that's the kind of play we're going to have to go because I've heard a lot of people like they complain when we did we signed uh, Terry uh, Ablade and they were saying like oh we need to get experience we need to get a, a proven goal scorer and it's like who's this proven goal scorer we're going to sign yeah. who's going to join us a club that's got up for the playoffs 
You know, he's just established back in League One for the first time in years. And every single club is looking for that striker. And yeah, actually, exactly. you find most of the time those strikers come out of nowhere. Mm. I mean, look at Dominic Telford's record at, um, at Newport before he went there. Mm. It's pretty shit, really. Mm. He wasn't exactly. really, you know, that good in it, was it? So, you know, um, there's other players like that. I mean, Carl Holly wasn't really scoring many goals. Charlie White's record on his previous yeah. loan spells was pretty average. Danny mm. Graham, I think, had scored 5-40 and 40 odd, I think, in his mm. previous loan spells before he came to us. So sometimes you've got to take that, you have to take that gamble. I think if we get a decent feed, that lad from Bohemians would be a great signing. But there's probably two or three more that potentially would have been good ones. I, I suspect we might have been trying to get Jordan Rhodes from um, Huddersfield. He's obviously gone to Blackpool, so a bit of frustration there. But there's been a few, that I think, in the last couple of weeks where you think we've probably gone in. And the truth is we, we haven't got the budget. And realistically, no. it's not going to change when the Americans take over. We're not suddenly going to be spending you know five mm. or six grand a week on players. We're not. Because that's mm. the, that's that's what we're competing against. Yeah. Your Boltons and your Barnsleys can offer five or six grand a week. We can't. Two two to two and a half is probably the max we're offering. Yeah, realistically, exactly. you know, and you can't have too many players and that much money because then you have a real disparity in the squad. If you have like you know, five six on that and then a load on a grand a week, you're like, mm. what's going on here? So, so yeah, it, it's it's uh, your feeling. We just want to get a target man really in someone a bit a, a big lad up there basically because we've got a lot of small lads up in attack, haven't we? Really, other than Edmondson. Yeah, exactly. That's that's all we need. I think maybe. Is Edmondson a starter or a finisher? Um, I think a lot of his best games for Carlisle might have been a finisher. He might. Have been I, a... I wonder if he needs to get his. He needs. He needs a goal to get his confidence up. And not... yeah. we don't. We don't talk about it. Um, but I think one of those trophy games might be a useful one to get him starting in that and get him a goal, and that might help him. I think it, it sounds mad, and we will, and we still won't be talking about that game. But there's a game against someone. I think at the start of next month uh, in that in the trophy. That might be a really good opportunity, actually, for, for a few of those players to actually build their confidence up and and, mm. and show what you know, get a few goals, maybe, and things like that to potentially give them the lift they need. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's it, Mike. Then isn't it? I don't think there's yeah, much else. I think we so. thought this was going to be quite a short one. We've had quite quite a rant about a few things, haven't we? So, <laughs> so the way it goes. Yeah. So that's the uh, the match review uh, episode done. Um, we're going to be back late in the week to preview the Shrewsbury game. I'm fairly certain we will have behind enemy lines back for that because we've got a good contact with a, a Shrewsbury podcast that we spoke to a couple of years ago and I'm pretty sure they'll want to come on and talk to us. If not, I've got my mate Dale who's a Shrewsbury fan. We'll try and get him on and have a little chat about how Shrewsbury doing this season because, yeah, it'll be an interesting one, that one. Morgan's return to Brunton Park, eh? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure he'll get a lovely reception from the paddock. It, it kind of feels a bit sad that he's going to get a bit of stick because he, you know, he, he did give his all when he was playing for us, but it didn't end on great terms in the end, did it? So no, exactly. There you go. And to be honest, it, it probably shows what a good player is because if he wasn't a good player and he'd gone in those circumstances, you wouldn't be bothered, would you? So yeah, so there you go. Mike, thanks very much for listening. Thanks once again to listening. Thanks very much for joining me. You have been listening, to be fair, because you've been answering the questions. Um, yeah, uh, thanks once again to our uh, sponsors, the London branch, for their support this season. Really appreciate it. Um, cheers, Mike. Cheers. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and up the blues. Up the blues. Uh,